0: I'm Danny Kikasey, and you're listening to Danny C. Talking Sports. In this episode, I will be having a conversation with sports journalist and host of his podcast, Scoop B Radio, Brandon Robinson. In this conversation with him, we will talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers and his favorites to come out of the NBA's Eastern and Western Conference. His take on if free agent Carmelo Anthony will be on NBA team again, and if the New York Knicks will make the playoffs this year, despite the slow starts of their season. So with that out of the way, here's the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, NBA. Sports journalist and host of his podcast Beat Radio, Mr. Brandon Robinson. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey, man! Thank you for having me. What's going on? Right, not much, man. Not much. So I know you're also like an NBA insider as well, and I, I wanted to like just get diving into some NBA topics. First topic I wanted to get into was like, uh, what do you think of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers so far after like one week of basketball? You know, they're both the NBA Finals favorites. And, you know, I feel like maybe it's too early to say anything about either team, especially after the Clippers beating the like Lakers on opening night. Um, what do you think about, like, uh, any either team?
1: Well, I think that they're both teams, obviously, that you mentioned earlier, are, are, are contenders in the NBA's Western Conference. But um, I don't think you can judge uh, the trajectory trajectory of their season. In a week or two to three games. Uh, when you look at the Clippers, I mean, I, looking on paper, uh, they brought in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as their top guys this offseason. And
0: right.
1: what I can say is um, what's impressed me most about the Clippers early on is not so much the scoring prowess of Kawhi Leonard. You knew he can do that. Not just the defensive prowess of Kawhi Leonard, but also um, if Kawhi the facilitator is what really impresses me, particularly in the game against the Golden State Warriors. Earlier this week, uh, I really was 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 uh, locked into just his ability to to guide scorers on that team. You know, Patrick Beverly is a starting point guard of that team. Defensively, he, he's 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 top notch. But um, what I find interesting about Kawhi Leonard is just really he's an add-on to an already impressive roster uh, that the Clippers already had, and Luke Williams yeah. and uh, Montrez Harrell, and you know, really and truly. He's the icing on the cake to an already potent roster. If Paul George, he hasn't played yet, will likely uh, start playing for the Clippers by Thanksgiving, um, and when he he comes back to the team, it'll be interesting. Now, looking to their co-tenant in the in the Staples Center, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the first game, they struggled against uh, the Clippers, but. Um, what people lose in translation is one, it's a brand new team. The the Clippers already had their team and added some pieces. Um, The Lakers traded Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, um, and and those other guys as well, as as well as uh, Lonzo Ball. Um, So they're a brand new team uh, for the exception of guys like JaVale McGee and LeBron James. So uh, Kyle Kuzma and and Rajon Rondo are also hurt. So it's going to be a different gelling process for the Lakers. I I was at Staples uh, Friday night and checked out their game against the Utah Jazz. And one thing that really stood out to me uh, was their point guard situation. You know, Cook uh, has been playing decently, but you really see a, all five guys in that starting lineup rotation kind of bringing the ball up, even, you know, Anthony Davis at times. Uh, but the, the, the thing that really impresses me in Kyle Kuzma's absence is the emergence of Danny Green through two games. Um, he's really got playing with heart and coming off that championship high with the Raptors. So, I, I like both teams. I think two teams that get lost in the translation in the Western Conference is not just the, it, well, is uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Who well, the I love game. the Portland
0: Trailblazers. Danny Lord and McCollum are just a nice thing to do. Yeah, for
1: sure. For sure. So, you know, the Utah Jazz, they're a young team. They're excited to watch. I think a lot of times uh, people just like the shiny toy. You even look at, you know, the, the, uh, Houston Rockets. Many people think that, you know, Harden and and Russ can't get along, but, you know. Do you think they're going to figure it out this
0: season? What you say? Do you think they're going to, like, figure it out this season, uh, them two as an AMU duo? They kind of have
1: to. Um, I think this is a team that over the last few years has made a lot of adjustments. Uh, You know, you traded, you had a chance a game seven away from, you know, going to the NBA Finals and, you know, you lose to the Warriors with Chris Paul out and, you know, you 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 got Russell Westbrook, who wanted out of Oklahoma. Spent some time with him this summer in Oklahoma, and you know he really wants to win. Uh, he really wants to be in a situation where, you know, as familiar and and what better place than somebody you grew up with and was a teammate with in Oklahoma? So it's I've been not just- for years too,
0: mm-hmm. since
1: so like the AAU days. Mhm. And so when you look at that that uh, Rockets team, one thing to me that that that's substantial is it's not just rest. it's not just Harden, it's also um Clint Capella. It's also Eric Gordon. Yeah. It's also PJ Tucker. Like other they, have some, yeah. mm-hmm, they have other pieces on that team. So, you know, Lakers and Clippers are the favorite, but there there are some other exciting teams in the Western Conference as well.
0: So who do you have as uh, your favorites coming out of the West?
1: Um, I don't do like I don't like to do predictions, but what I will say to you is um having a lot of information about the Lakers over the last few years, uh, particularly in their, what they're doing. I do like the Lakers. I do like what they bring to the table. Um, and I and I, I hope, you know, just because of the familiarity that I have with them, that they do well. But the Clippers, man, they, they're something special. They're something and they do this without Paul George, so I
0: find that kind of impressive. And even though I know Kawhi, he he was kind of like the, the, the leader of the team in Toronto, but, like, he's doing this with a way better team in, uh, with the Clippers. So it's kind of still impressive to me, but – you know, it's it's going to be interesting to watch when uh, Paul
1: George comes back. I spent some time with Paul George last month out in L.A. And, um, you know, he's really taking his time on, on the mend uh, with the two shoulder, shoulder surgeries that he had uh, earlier in the summertime. He's taking his time. He's, he's focused on rehabbing. And uh, when he comes in, it'll be interesting to see how he's integrated within uh, the Clippers' offense. And I think that um, he doesn't have to be Batman. He can be Robin to Kawhi Leonard's Batman. And I think that the thing about it is um, I'm just fascinated how he's been able to heal and adjust his game throughout the, the course of his career. Uh, that, that gruesome injury uh, right, like some years ago, come back and play for Indy, then go to the Thunder and, you know, just really his ability to, to, to stay limber. So, you know, I, I'm pulling for Paul. I want to see him healthy. I want to see Me him too. successful. And, uh, yeah, that's where we are right now.
0: So what do you think about the Eastern Conference? Like, uh, the teams – like, we have the two top teams in Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Like, um, do you see either – of those teams coming out the East or just like, what do you think about the whole East conference in general?
1: I like Philadelphia. Um, I like Philly because um, they're a team that over the last few years have, has just retooled. Uh, I, I think, obviously, I think the Orford addition in the off season
0: was probably like the biggest free agent signing in my opinion. Um, I think in a, in a way,
1: yes, I, I would consider him the Joel Embiid whisperer. Uh, if yeah. you will. <laughs> uh, I think that when you look at that, that Sixers team, they did lose Jimmy Butler, they did lose J.J. Ruddick, but they yeah. did keep Tobias Harris. Yeah, they uh, on Josh Richardson. Exactly, I spoke to I spoke to Josh a couple weeks ago, and uh when we talked, I I talked, I told him, you know, I'm I'm excited for you because you're in a situation to be successful. Um, you're in a situation where you um, can really shine. You know, Miami defensively, you you kind of saw glimpses of what he can do. Um, but he doesn't necessarily have to always score 20 to 30 points a night. That's what Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris are for. I got a chance to check out the 76ers out in Orlando a few weeks ago, and um, I like the way they spaced the floor. Uh, the one thing I'm concerned about is I don't want Joel Embiid to fall in love with that jumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think you should stay in the paint. Like, he's doing what he's best at, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, when I look at
1: that Sixers team, they, there are some things there, but I but I also think that the Milwaukee Bucks um are a team that um has the ability um to uh surprise some people. Many people thought that because Malcolm Brogdon left and went to Indy uh that there would be no dice for them. I actually think they became a better defensive team with Malcolm Brogdon out because they added Robin Lopez, twin brother of Brooke Lopez this offseason. And I, I think when you look at the NBA at large, there is a there is a with the Golden State Warriors bringing in that small ball that has won multiple championships i think people strayed away from the center position and what you're seeing in the NBA now is kind of a glut of of centers kind of making things happen taco fall and and in, and in, in Boston and you know even Joel Embiid being a hybrid big man as well so uh when i look at the defensive prowess that the bucks bring to the table i definitely think that they are in a good position to be successful um i i think that I don't think that Giannis the dakumbo is a, is a fluke. I do think that um, he can, you know, replicate what he did last season, and it, and it really comes down to just uh, locking in. I think with everybody paying attention to the Sixers, the Bucs get lost in translation. So I, I don't think that the Bucs are a lost cause, but I also do think that the Eastern Conference is wide open, and I think that's the thing in the it's Western true. Conference as well. There is no clear-cut favorite that can go, that can go in either one of those conferences. It's I open everybody.
0: Yeah. do you think like the the Bucks or um Philadelphia if they were to come out of east they could take on like any of those teams like Clippers, Lakers? Um I'll say that I think that the uh Sixers uh w-
1: match up well with the Clippers. Um Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I-, I think that they do, but I also think the Sixers match up well against the Lakers too. Ben Simmons and and, and LeBron James are a similar type of player. Uh big man that that that, that or rather six eight or six nine that's able to run the tempo of 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 an offense uh within their their system but um I, I do think that the lakers and the sixers are still missing something um that something is is a is a role player that is a veteran leader outside of well, and the lakers you know obviously they have lebron they have rondo but they need they're, they're missing something in the bench and the sixers i think are missing a, a veteran point guard
0: yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, Someone who could help out by, like a guy like Ben Simmons for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony supporter. Do you like see him playing on NBA team again? It's gonna situation kind of like Colin Kaepernick in the
1: NFL. You yeah, know, you, I, look, you, you look at the. I um, think they're getting blackballed for sure. Well, I, I think that we got to be careful with the word blackballed, um, because I think that when you when people say uh, things enough times in the media than the people who are consuming it believe it. And and so I I think when you look at... um, So what do you think of the situation then? Of Carmelo?
0: Yes, of Carmelo,
1: yeah. I think he's in a situation where the NBA NBA, uh, got younger, smaller, and people believe that he didn't adjust, but I don't think that's always the right answer because in houston he still flourished in the 10 games that he was there um it just the right fit wasn't there and i think if you look at his first 10 games with houston they were adjusting to him being there and who was handling the basketball and you know you look at last season with you know they played the lakers it was that fight then you looked at some other games they struggled and they still made it to the playoffs when you look at the situation with Carmelo Anthony, there are teams that can that he can help right away. Right now I can think of Brooklyn. I can think of, you know, the Clippers. I can I can look at the, you know, the the Lakers. I can look at, you know, the contenders. But I think what ended up making it difficult for him is last season, he was waiting for a contender to pick him up. He could have suited up for Detroit last season. Look at Joe Johnson, even though he was cut, right? He did make a roster. You know, look at Jamal Crawford last year in Phoenix. He played with Phoenix and he, and, he, and he sat his time and, you know, he collected a check and, and had influence on the, that young roster. So, you know, I, I look at that situation with, 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 uh, with Carmelo Anthony and I think that uh, it's perception. And, when people, and I think his window was Oklahoma and Houston in the sense of when he waived his no trade calls with the Knicks, he went to a situation in Oklahoma where he was really option number four. He's behind Russell, Paul George, and even arguably Steven Adams.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so so then you go to Houston, your third fiddle to Chris Paul and James Harden. So, you know, I I just look at that situation, man, and I just think with Carmelo, it's a precarious situation. You know, if the Knicks had gotten the first pick, if the Knicks had gotten Kyrie or, or KD, you would be talking Carmelo Anthony as a role player off the bench. Um, I also think people's perception of Carmelo in Oklahoma when he made that, and I'm coming off the bench, comment it rubs certain people the wrong way. But what do you want him to say? It was almost like he was roped into to writing his 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 ending, and 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 it's just a very interesting situation. He, I mean,
0: he wants to start, especially for a contender, like or any team really. He believes he's a starter every single day of the week, and I can't blame him. I think he still has game left in him. You know, but I think at this point of his career, he has to be able to accept the the role coming off the bench and just do what he can to help the team that he's on.
1: The Lakers would fit that mold the best, if that were the case. Even for a perspective of perception, look at J.R. Smith in Cleveland when he played with LeBron. Right. There was a perception that he was safe. There was a perception that he was a role player. I mean that that was able to do what he needed to do. Similarly in L.A., that could be the role in L.A. that he could play because even though if he doesn't get a punch of playing time, he still wins a ring, he may play himself into one more smaller contract. So I, I think that situation with the Lakers would be the best fit for him, particularly because LeBron is a friend of his and more. So we'll see what happens.
0: I mean, that's all I can hope for the is for him to win a ring because you know, he's been in the league for like 15 years. So like It's like I feel like he. I don't want to say he deserves it, but he's done his part in the NBA to like be able to be, put himself on a NBA championship contender and see if he could help them win a ring. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I'm a Knicks fan, and I know right now you know they started out the season 0 and 3, but like, do you think that they're still fit to make the playoffs? I know the Eastern Conference is wide open, but like, what do you? What is your take on the Knicks?
1: Um. I think the Knicks are a work in progress. I actually do like exactly. the
0: rock they have on
1: the on the uh, on the court right now. I think it's a matter of growing, and I think that right now, you know, I, I have said on going on record, I think they can win between thirty five and forty games. Yeah. But I, but I think at the end of the day, um, it comes down to continuity. I think they're still figuring out how R.J. Barrett fits. Uh, what is he? A, is he a playmaker? Is he a facilitator? Is he a scorer? Um, I see him as a scorer. Well, I think he's a combination of all three. I think he That's, he yeah. is a, a he is a he is a stat stuffer. You saw it the last couple of games uh, <laughs> in the in the in the NBA summer league, and it's translating over into there. But you know, you're also seeing Kevin Knox. You know, in year two, he's still Charlie, Charlie, for sure. Knox in, in year two, but I think more than anything else. Uh, the 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 diamond in the rough for the Knicks is Julius Randle. Uh, I don't guess to understand. start to get it going because the first three
0: games have been like I don't know so far. You know, like he has to, you know, I think he has a chance to be like an all star for sure this season though. Yes, I agree. And uh, Mitchell Robinson is another guy on the come up. You know, I would definitely be worried about him because uh, his block blocking shots ability and rebounding is just like it's it's outstanding. You know, he's so young. And um, Marcus Morris, I think, is going to definitely be a good addition to the team. And uh, Alonzo Traer, I like a lot. I, I, I like the, what the Knicks are doing, and I just really hope they can be, be like, a 6th to 8th seed team. I think it's possible.
1: Yep. I yep. think 35 to 40 games is what I'd like to see the Knicks do. Um, it's still a weekend, and, and we've got a
0: long season of basketball to play. So. For sure, for sure. Yep. So, uh, well, thank you, Brandon, for being a guest on my show today. And for my listeners out there, what is the best way to keep up with your work?
1: Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast, 3.5 million streams last year. Anybody from uh, F. Lee Bailey to Alan Dershowitz to DJ Khaled to – uh, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, and the voice of Siri. Siri tells me why zero divided by zero. She answers why zero divided by zero can't be a thing. Um, <laughs> but you can subscribe to Scoopy Radio on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopBradio.com. Also, follow me on Twitter at ScoopB and Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. All right. Thank you again, Brandon. My man. I'll talk to you. All
0: right. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please make sure you rate, comment, or subscribe and share with a friend. And also you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny K Sports. That's D-A-N-N-Y-C-A-C-E-S-P-O-R-T-S. See you in the next one.